Hey you guys, what's up? You found your way to the I'd Rather Anime Podcast and we are your hosts. I'm Chelsea, he's Ben, and this is your place to catch up on all things anime, new and old, with the addition of our opinions, thoughts, and banter. You could be doing other things, but we know you'd rather animate with us. Welcome to 2022, you guys. I know it's technically been a week or so since 2022 has rolled around, but this is our first podcast episode of the year. If you have been subscribed to us for a little while, you know that we've been a little inconsistent in the past. Yeah, not as bad as uh, um, the arc of Hunter x Hunter, I mean. We're not on a permanent hiatus. You know, we still, we still come out. It just might be a little inconsistent, but hopefully we'll do better this year. Yeah, so the goal is to actually be consistent with the podcast this year, so feel free to share this episode with your peeps, your friends, your anime, YouTube, Twitter, Discord, whatever community. And that's the whole spiel. That's the slight plug. If you want to follow us, we're at I'd Rather Anime on pretty much every platform. But before we tell you to follow us, how about we give you an interesting episode so you can be convinced to do that. So... What are we talking about in 2022, Ben? Uh, I think we should start off talking about what happened in 2021. I mean, that's one way to put it, yeah. Yeah, because, I mean, we skipped a lot last year. And since we haven't actually watched anything this year, figured we just throw it back, talk about some of the gems we missed, and, uh, you know, look forward towards the future. That works. So, to be concise... We're going to be talking about the best anime and the worst anime that we watched in 2021. So if you're with us, we're going to start in winter 2021, the beginning of the bef- the middle of the before times, because really 2020 was the beginning of the end times. So we're in the middle of the end times now. So let's just go back like a year to the middle of the end times. The middle of the end times. That's what we call it. <laughs> yes. So that being said, winter 2021. Let's just get into this. Of course, if you guys don't know, haven't been watching it, have not been listening to the podcast, the first anime that we got into, arguably one of my favorite anime of 2021, and probably since The Promised Neverland came out, because you know, it only has one season. Still waiting on that mythical second season to actually appear, but it is what it is. And that anime is Jujutsu Kaisen. Yeah, Jujutsu Kaisen was a straight banger. Like, we enjoyed it every week. Gojo is the best, I would say. Oh, there are a lot of dope characters. Maki was cool, too. I don't know. I feel like every character in Jujutsu Kaisen has a strong argument for being the best character in Jujutsu Kaisen. But it's definitely between Sukuna, Itadori, uh, Gojo, and Megami. Those are definitely the top four. If nothing else, I was 100% like invested in Sukuna's interest in Megami. Yeah, that's true. I mean, there was just, it was a lot of good characters in Jujutsu Kaisen. I think that's what really what drove the show and made it so good. It wasn't just like the whole curse power system was interesting and everything, but just the characters in general, they were actually interesting characters. They felt like actual people instead of like walking cliches or walking stereotypes like we normally get in anime. That's true. I liked that everyone had their own individual flaw that made them very human. Like, Gojo is super powerful, but I liked that as the powerful sensei, he was completely 100% full of himself. He was basically like, you can't touch me, and we all know this. 
okay? And even like, and you get that from the first episode when he's flexing on Sukuna, like, hey, you can control him? Let him out for a second, because you know my student is here and I gotta show off a little bit. You know, he does a lot of warm-up stretches, you know, like it's nothing. It ends up sitting on the whole demon, like this is the baddest demon in the land. You or know, the baddest curse. It's not a demon, but the baddest, baddest curse, curse up in the land. Baddest like, curse to exist. The curse of curses. So bad that they're like, we can't actually get rid of him. So the fact that you can uh, consume him, what we're going to do is we're going to have you consume him and then kill you. Yes. And what I liked about this anime is that from the very first episode, it was... Gojo was very clear with Itadori. Like, your choices are we kill you now and deal with the problem later, or you deal with the problem and we kill you later. But either way, we're definitely offing you at some point. So, how do you want to die? <laughs> so, we, now or, or later? later. It's, that's, that's your whole yeah. choice. Yeah. So, Not many shows start off with the main character being sentenced to death right off the bat, and you know it's legit. Yeah, and I really like that the main character, Itadori, he is not about doing the right thing just to do the right thing. He's like, I want to find the proper way to die because the way my grandfather died, I can't remember if he thought it was the right way or not, but his grandfather was basically like, do the right thing and have a better death than I have with people surrounded by people, people who love you. And he's like, I want everybody else to have that. So he's got his own reasons and motivations for fighting. And I really liked my favorite thing, arguably, like objectively, like y'all know I love good characters, well-written characters. But one of my favorite things about this is that the girl in the group, because obviously it's a trio, it's anime, it's, it's a shonen anime, okay? You've got two male main characters and a girl. I really liked that the girl was as, just as badass as the other two in her own way, but they didn't take away her girly aspects. She still wanted to be pretty. She still wanted to be scouted as a model. She still wanted to go shopping. And her motivation for doing all of this was to get out of the, this little small backwater town that, that, she, she was stuck in. that she was stuck in. Her motivations were very simple, but she was also a complete badass. And her friendship with them was completely genuine and there were no romantic undertones between them. Like, ooh, she's developing a crush or her only value is that she's in love with one of them and they're so just completely obtuse to that fact. She was the exact opposite of Sakura. Let's just say it. Like, yeah, and she's yeah. useful. Like she's, Exactly. And <laughs> Sakura was useless. Maki is very useful. I mean, I'm not coming for Sakura. It was just, there is a fight with Itadori and Maki where they are fighting together and Maki proves that she's not the one. She's not, <laughs> she's the, not one. the weak link in, in the chain. Look, when she get out those nails, you better beware. Like, yeah. If you see her with a hammer and some nails, you need to move. And honestly, we could, I could probably like continue to go on about Jujutsu Kaisen. Just know that we have already watched it twice and excited for whenever the next season yeah. comes out. We have talked about purchasing the manga <laughs> and it's just like, this This story is dope. Like I'm pretty sure Gojo and Sukuna are still the wallpapers on my phone. So. Yeah. Um, with that, I think uh, we can move on. Yeah, so the next one on the list and I would say again, Definitely one of my top three anime of the entire year would be have to be Mushiko Tensei Jobless Reincarnation. And there are 100% agree. And there are a multitude of reasons for this, 
but I would have to say that obviously if you guys have heard us before, you know that we are fans of a good isekai. If it's an isekai, we're going to watch it. And if you're brand new to anime, an isekai is basically you have a regular regular person who dies and gets sent to a fantasy world or you have a regular regular person who is summoned to a fantasy world. But either way, you have a regular person, some catalyst happens and they end up in a fantasy world with magic, but they also have all of their memories and knowledge from their previous life. That's basically the whole genre of isekai. There are different takes on it. Like sometimes they get to bring some tool with them or sometimes they're just incredibly smart or sometimes, you know, the land that they're reincarnated in or brought to is not as advanced as the human one and they can bring their skills from their human life into their fantasy one. There are a lot of versions of this, but what I liked about Mushoko Tensei is it was the opposite. Instead of bringing all of his skills, he brought all of his anxieties and problems in his personality, and he didn't automatically become this super strong, amazing person protagonist from the very beginning. Like he started off as a legit deadbeat shut-in that like wouldn't even go to his own parents' funeral. And then he slowly progresses as he gets this new chance at life in this other world, starting from a baby, and he slowly grows and changes. Yeah, and he still has his personality. He keeps his personality when he gets to the new world. So he was a shut-in in his life. So when he got to the fantasy world, he was still a shut-in. That is not a physical, uh, that is not a physical obstacle that was keeping him. It wasn't like he couldn't go outside. It, he was afraid to go outside. And there are valid reasons that he had that. I will say this. One of the things that I also liked about Mushoko Tensei is that all of the issues that the main character had that he brought over to his fantasy world were legitimate reasons and things and trauma that he had that he never dealt with properly and they manifested into the worst aspects of his personality, but they weren't irredeemable. Like, I mean, he's a pervert, it's anime, so you've got your obligatory fan service, yeah. but... For the most part. But at least there was a reason for it in this case. Like, you understood where he came from or whatever. And he gets better at it as the, as the show goes on. At least I would say that he's not as bad. It's not as mm, skeevy, creepy as it was at the very beginning by the time you get to the end. I disagree. I would think that... I would say that he learns boundaries and respect for women as he lives his second life, but I don't think he That's actually gets better at wanting to see it, how he interacts with pe how he interacts with women, how he treats women. It's just with specific women in his life, he realizes that he needs to treat them better. That's what I'm, that's what I'm saying. I'm saying there was growth there. I'm not saying that he magically turned into like this grade A personality because that's not how people work. Well, I'm just saying like he didn't get rid of his pervert personality. Oh, no. He just learned boundaries. And I wouldn't even say he learned boundaries because he became a better person. He learned boundaries because he had a second chance at life and he didn't want to build yeah. that reputation around himself, especially since his father was like that. Mm -hmm. He didn't want to fall into the same thing. Yeah. So... I would say he made progress. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, he made progress. and But that didn't change who he is as a person. But, yeah. Yeah. But I think the, the beautiful thing about Mushoko Tensei that I really enjoyed from a storytelling as aspect is that he not only grew, you got a lot of his inner thoughts and they were actual 
thoughts and he wasn't some businessman or he wasn't the super intelligent guy or the super suave person who was really charismatic and personable. He was a literal shut-in. So he had to figure out how to talk to people. And while he had certain aspects from just living as long as he had in his previous life and still having those memories and being able to start over as a child, he was able to avoid some common mistakes that he knew from, you know, reading manga, from playing video games, from being a shut-in and also from his own life experience. So like his relationship with his parents, he realized that because he had such a bad relationship with his parents when they died in his first life, that he needed to do better in his second life. And when his father started to try to discipline him and accuse him of things, as a lot of young parents do, because keep in mind that even though he's an adult in his mind, he's a child. He's like, at the beginning of the show, he's like, He's, three four five he's a literal he's a, child a newborn. like he well he's a newborn in episode one yeah and then as he grows and starts interacting with um his parents uh the main one being his father paul he learns that because he's older but in a child's body he moves around in situations where it's like he is basically teaching paul how to be a good parent and it's very interesting because when you think about it, his dad is only in his 20s. He doesn't really know what he's doing. He's just a, he's just a young father trying to raise this really intelligent kid who he has, who's really good at magic and sword fighting and is really mature, but he's also still a kid in his father's eyes because he doesn't realize that that is a grown man yeah, in that, his son's body. That he was 40 years old in his previous life. Yeah, and he so, remembers all of it. Exactly. So it's a really good take. If you like isekai anime, especially with strong protagonists, um, Rudy, he's, that's the main character's name. I realize we never said his name. Rudy is the type of protagonist where you see him get stronger. You understand the limitations of the world. You understand the limitations of his power and you understand how he grows. So he's not just born into this world with a limitless amount of mana with God on his side, answering his every whim and giving him cheat codes. No, he's a regular, regular person born to a regular, regular family. Admittedly, his family is a little more well off because of who they are and what they've done. But, but he had to work for everything that he got. Everything he has, he had to work for. It wasn't just magically gifted. Like with most isekai, as soon as they get there, they get granted some super special ability or all of a sudden all their stats just automatically get maxed out or something happens and they become super overpowered or whatever. But in this case, he just comes in just like anybody else. First time he uses magic, he passes out just like anybody else. Yeah, and he <laughs> has to grow his magic in he studies it he has to learn how to read and then once he learns how to read he has to learn how to put the things that he read into practice and then once he knows how to do it he still has to practice it to make it better mm -hmm. it's he not he needed a tutor to continue to advance you know he needed a teacher and even after he got a teacher he still needed experience and even after he got experience there were still a lot of hard lessons that he had to learn and what i liked about mushiko tensei is that he did not always make the right choice everything that some things had consequences and a lot of those consequences were lasting things they're not things that could be undone and even though he has more knowledge he's not perfect he's still encountering a lot of situations he's never been in because he didn't live in a fantasy world but also from the time he was in high school to the time he was 34 he was a literal shut-in so there are just a lot of milestones that he did not reach in his previous life like he never 
I think pretty sure he died a virgin. Mm -hmm. Pretty sure that he never had any real lasting relationships with his siblings or his family. He never had any real relationships with his friends because they all deteriorated because of the experiences that he went through. So um, we could talk about it continuously, but I will say this. um, If you guys don't know me and you don't follow I'd rather anime on Twitter. You may not know this, but I'm an author. <laughs> like that is my day job. And so I can appreciate good storytelling from a different aspect, not just like watching it as a consumer, but as someone who creates stories. And I will say that Mushiko Tensei is the type of anime where you can genuinely appreciate the storytelling in every aspect from the creation of the world to the adventures that they go on, to the characters that he meets, to the things that happen, to the things that go wrong, to his inner monologues, to the intervention of the godlike being to the power scaling everything about this anime was perfect and if you're like us and you like as much content as you can get Mushiko Tensei goes by it feels like you get so much content but it also feels like it goes by so fast it's not one of those anime that drag where you're just like I got nothing this episode even the episodes that are moving slower you still feel like you get so, so much. much. Yeah, the episodes feel full. They feel like they made the best of all their time. Even in the intro, instead of like how normal shows have their intro and it's the same thing every every week or whatever, the intro, the actual visuals that went with it were different every week and they told a little story for the beginning of the episode. So you got little montages of things that happen, you know, in between the main points of each episode and it kind of grows the story instead of just wasting that time showing the same two minutes of animation that you showed last week. Yeah. You know? So, so I if, really appreciated that. So if you haven't watched it, I would definitely say give it a watch. I know that this is going to be one of our rewatch. Like I said, we've already seen Jujutsu Kaisen twice. We've tried to put our family onto it. Um, Mushiko Tensei was really good. Uh, yeah. You actually bought the light novel I and the, the manga. Yeah, I bought the light novel and the manga. And have um, been reading it. I've read everything that's available in English so far. I can't wait till the rest of the volumes get translated. But it's it's great, and I highly recommend it. Yeah. So that being said, let's move on through some of the rest of these. Um, since these were these were anime that we watched, but weren't necessarily the highlight of this particular season. So um, if you guys have been listening to the podcast, follow us on Twitter then you already know that we love reincarnated as a slime. So of course we watched season two. It was arguably probably one of the best season or best had one of the best episodes in the entire uh, series. And we did a whole podcast about it. It's called Megiddo. So you, the whole podcast, we did a whole episode on the podcast about it. So if you want to hear our thoughts on that, you can go check that out. Um, but yeah, but it was, it was awesome. Very hype. We really enjoy season two. Um, what else? Uh, Attack on Titan, the final season. Again, we talked about that in a previous episode of the podcast. Um, I will say that Ben is way more into it than yes, I am because I, I'm kind of over Attack on Titan I as a whole. It was epic. It was great. and inspired me to go ahead and read the manga. So I read the rest of the manga. So um, I'm ready for the final, final season part two to come out or whatever. So we can just kind of finish the story. But... I think it's great and it was very masterfully done. You can check it out for yourself. It's pretty popular, so I'm not going to go into a bunch of details, but Attack on Titan, it's great. 
And we also watched Dr. Stone again. We talked about that in a previous podcast episode. So if you want to know our opinions on that, y'all just need to go listen to the previous episode of the podcast. That's what I'm telling you. Just just go listen to it. And also we're on Audia. So if you just want to hear that particular thing, just head to audia.io, A-U-D-E-A dot I-O. Pretty sure that's how you spell it. If it's wrong, sorry. But check it out. You can actually just hear those segments of the podcast that we recorded if you don't want to listen to the whole thing. Slight plug. Um, a couple other anime. Let's just kind of run through this. Uh, so I'm a spider. So what? Uh, Miss, Mr. Otaku. Benjamin watched that. I didn't. I'm terrified of spiders. I ain't watching no anime with spiders, especially if the protagonist is a spider. Boohoo, sad story. Somebody should have stepped on you. I'm so sorry that happened to you. All right. Get stepped on. Try and get another life. Hopefully you'll be a human. All right. It wasn't that bad, but it was average at best. <laughs> Quintessential quintessential quintuplets we watched that uh the hidden dungeon only i can enter again we watched that it was very average nothing to write home about um we watched the season that doesn't exist of the promised neverland um bottom tier character tomazaki that one i thought was really good especially if you like uh otaku slice of life and basically that whole anime is just about you have this this character who is bottom tier he's he views life as a game so if you've seen no game no life it starts out very much like that with that type of character mindset where he's like this is life is a really shitty game and i don't like it i don't want to play it it's not fair the rules are not the same for everybody and he's a really good gamer online but his real life sucks and he has this rival online who's like i cannot beat you why he meets up with this person in real life. They realize that they are actually classmates and she begins to teach him that game life is actually just like every other game. You just have to put in the work to level yourself up and you haven't been in the work. So yeah, it's a shitty game. Mm -hmm. And so the whole, the whole show is about her teaching him to level up. And I think the ending of it was really nice because I'm not going to spoil it for you, but it's a sensei becomes a teacher type vibe. Uh, or not sensei the student becomes the sensei type five so i would definitely recommend checking that out yeah um levels up in real life yeah what else uh we watched log horizon nothing to talk about if you like the first season of log horizon the second season is arguably not as good but i mean if I you like it might be the third season Third season, second season. Honestly, the first season of Log Horizon is the best in my opinion. But I mean, once but, you're in it, you're in it. Yeah, the, the, this last season that came out this year, this it wasn't as good as we hoped it would be. Yeah, um, Skate the Infinity was actually, in my opinion, kind of the underdog of the season. I wasn't expecting it to be as good as it was, but it was it was beautifully animated it's beautifully animated the characters are interesting the yeah. skating as it's a sports anime so if you like sports anime um it's not as um fan service heavy as free but it does have some fan service for the girls but also but it also has a really good story and basically just follows a character who he's he was a snowboarder he moves to the city and he's trying to find something else to do, how to make friends, because he's, you know, kind of reserved since his father passed away. And he used to be a snowboarder, so now he is a skateboarder. Yep, and he has to learn the differences between that and skateboarding. But this is like extreme skateboarding, nightlife, crazy level stuff. And it is very entertaining. 
in the anime is very lively. Yeah, and I really liked about Skate the Infinity that it uh, investigates the feeling of the you know that people say it's lonely at the top. Skate the Infinity really kind of delves into that because it shows a not only the come up but what it looks like when you've been the best for so long that you no longer feel like you have any competition, like nobody is a threat to you. So, um, one major anime that I skipped over and I skipped over it on purpose is Horamiya. And if you guys know me, y'all know I love A Good Slice of Life. I adore A Good Slice of Life. And Horamiya is again, one of those anime that I would arguably say is in my top three of the entire year. Um, I loved it so much, I actually went and bought the whole the whole collection of manga. Yep, we got all 15 volumes of the physical manga. And I don't I don't know what higher praise can we give than going back and buy, purchasing the source material after watching an anime. Yeah, so um, we're probably gonna do a separate podcast episode about it, so I'm not gonna get too much into it. But I will say this, if you like slice of life, if you like romance, if you like feel good, anime that does not mislead you and is about the genuine experience of being young and genuinely in love for the first time and having a crush and just navigating you know romantic feelings as an older high school student and i say that because the characters in horamiya are in uh the second half of their second year going into their third year and i feel like that's important because it's like these people are basically adults they're on the verge of becoming adults these are not babies who just got into high school these are like we've navigated we've got our we've got our routines we've got our click we've navigated high school we know how this works we're good and now we're looking at the next phase of life and prepping for that yeah. and the story follows yeah. uh like they're already they're already who they are which is which is great. Like they already have their own personalities. They already know who they are. They're not looking to change or be different. They don't have these major issues or problems they need to overcome. It's literally about their relationships. Yeah. Which I think it's it's great. It's a nice change of pace. I mean, even though I'm a very actiony shoney me type uh, watcher or whatever, I really enjoyed Horror Mia. It was a it was a great watch. It definitely is. And if you, like I said, it follows the story of uh, Horisan and Miyamura. That's literally, you can tell right there what the show is about because if you know anything about shipping, the title of the show is literally the ship of the main couple. It's Horimiya, Horisan and Miyamura. And basically, Horisan is the popular girl at school, but she's basically a, not a shut in, but she's. She keeps to herself. She's got a lot of responsibilities at home, taking care of her little brother. And she is that the girl who ties up her hair, takes off her makeup and throws on her sweats. When she gets home, she ain't trying to hang out with nobody. She don't want to go to karaoke. She's trying to get to the market to get that sale on the two dozen eggs. And if you want to come with me, you can get two dozen too. And we gonna double up on this thing. Mm -hmm. That's who she is. Yeah, she's not the, I'm gonna sit around and do after school activities and be all social, whatever. Like she's really popular in class and all that type of stuff. But after school, she's out of there. She don't pass go, nothing. She's going straight home or to the store and she's looking after her little brother and, you know, and she's that type of person. She's yeah. a homebody. And Mia Moore is the quiet guy in school who arguably, he hasn't, I wouldn't necessarily, he's 
say he's been bullied. He's been isolated for so long though that he no longer has friends because the reality of school is, anybody who has been through school is that when you don't make friends, it is a miserable place to be and he was that kid. And basically the story, but outside of school, me and Moore is actually really cool. Like he's not, he doesn't have any friends, which makes his school life hard, but he's not a bad person. He's not weird. He's not a neat, he's not an otaku. He just doesn't have any friends. And by circumstances, not gonna spoil it for you, but it, by circumstances, these two run into each other outside of school and their outside lives, they connect. And so their outside lives start to flow into their school lives, which flows into them actually dating and the ups and downs that come with being in a serious relationship with someone for the first time or a relationship at all for the first time. Yes, and, and I like that we didn't have to wait till the end of the anime for them to just start dating. Oh no, this actually progressed. You know, they actually made progress. It wasn't just like this weird all day, all season waiting game for them to like hold hands for the first time or something. No, this you anime know? is about them being together, not about them getting together, which is why I say if you like romance, this is definitely one of the most satisfying anime like if even not just of the year, but I would definitely say just slice of life anime in general, I would definitely put it up there as one of my top five, along with uh, Uran High School Host Club, along with Maid Sama, along with Fruits Baskets. Like I'm definitely going to be rewatching this one again. We've already, I well, I've already reread it. So I'm probably gonna rewatch it again in English. So it's a really, really good show. And it's not just about Horisan and Mia Moore. You also get aspects of their family life. You also get their friends. It's about relationships all around. And it has a very, very satisfying ending. What I love about this one is that you don't get to the end and wonder what's gonna happen to them at the end of high school. So super satisfying. But that being said, this episode is getting to be about 30 minutes and we only made it through the first season of 2021. Yeah, we so, only made it through winter. I think this is actually probably going to be like a four part series where we go through each season of anime and what we liked and what we didn't like because we only actually talked about what we liked. We didn't talk about what we dropped. I mean, we can tell you guys, but we have reasons for dropping them and we don't want to rush it. So. If you guys are listening to this, thank you for making it through this episode. Please tune in to the next one because we're going to be talking about uh, winter. I can't make any. I can't make any promises. We're not going to be talking about winter or anything. We're going to be talking about spring 2021, or we're going to be talking about the anime that we dropped. I can't make any promises as of yet. Either way, make sure we'll that you. <laughs> Make sure that you like and rate the podcast wherever you're listening to it at. Follow us on Twitter if that's your thing at I'd Rather Anime. And that's pretty much it. Thank you guys for listening, for tuning in. And yeah, that's it. Thank you guys. I said that already. So, yeah, so I guess that's pretty much it. We can just wrap this one up. Yeah. Um, thank you for tuning in. Talk to you later. That's uh, not the outro. Well, but um, I don't remember. It's been too long. <laughs> Anyway, uh, we know you could have been doing other things, but we were glad that you decided to anime with us. So until next time, you guys, peace. Out.